This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Merry Christmas, everyone. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas celebration with your family and friends. And I hope you ate a lot of food. <laughs> and I hope you um, remember the reason for the season. And um, remember that Christ is the reason. Christ is who we are celebrating. The hope we have in Christ Jesus. And um, uh, are you guys getting ready for the New Year's? What are your plans for the New Year's? Well, the New Year's are coming up pretty soon, less than a few days. And um, we are going to welcome, we are going to usher in a new year. Um, and that comes with so many uncertainties, so many, um, you know, what ifs, you know, but we don't know all of that. We don't know what the yay in store, what God have in store for us. But as believers of Jesus Christ, we know one thing. God assured us of our salvation in Jesus Christ, assured us of our hope we have in Jesus Christ and the faith and um, the inheritance we have in Jesus Christ. That as we, are, as we, his believers, share in his suffering, we'll also share in his glory. So that's just something to reflect on and rejoice in okay so talking about the new years um i should be giving you guys an update on what to expect for this podcast what's the future for this podcast coming 2022 well we don't have anything special planned i don't have anything um because i don't know what the future holds but i know one thing that i will continue being faithful um and by releasing episode at least semi-monthly and um that's what it will be that's when i'll be releasing episode and um i pray to stay consistent on it and it always will be biblical content so that's what you should expect coming next year and if anything changes if i had to start a new series or something i will inform you guys before i started so you won't be surprised okay so a couple of announcements um so because we are in the holiday season and there's a lot happening in the holiday. Um, I'm going to take a break, I know, like a holiday break from the podcast. So I will take almost like the whole January off. Um, so the, t- today's episode is going to be the last episode for 2021. And um, the next episode uh, should be on February 15th, 2022. So that's when... We are coming back. I'm resuming with normal uploading February 15th, 2022. So January will be taking up just to relax, rejuvenate, regroup, you know, just reflect on the year past and what to do next year and just gather myself, you know, and, um, you know, recover from the holiday, all those days. So I'll take one January out just to relax and um, take care of things. And then February, uh, by God's grace, I'll be fully energized and uh, ready to release um, biblical content here to you guys that you will be 
you that will be a blessing to your life and so that's the um updates we have for you today the announcement that i have for you today and so without wasting time let's just go ahead and jump to the topic of today okay guys so today's topic i want to leave you with some encouragement um because you know every end of the year or beginning of a new year um, most people usually take time to reflect of uh, the past year and also what they plan to do the next year and some call it new year resolution right or new year's um plans and so um just you know practicing that you know for me um, I would like to reflect a little bit on 2021 before I start giving you guys encouragement on 2022. So this year has been, I don't know, I believe it's better than 2020. Um, I think it was. Um, it is for me and I hope it is for you too because a lot of people went through a lot last year and I hope this year was a, a year of um, restore and um getting back in, in shape in shape as in in your life um and um you know being in the word of god growing and becoming more of christ daily so i hope this year was a year for you to um recover from all the things you lost last year all the time and all those things so you know we still enter 2021 with covid you know and um we thought by if you ask us by this time last year, we would think, oh, there's no way we can still be, um, you know, dealing with COVID twenty twenty one. By twenty twenty one, everything should be fine. COVID should have disappeared. That's what I thought actually, but it it was funny. It was it was far from the truth because twenty twenty one, COVID carried on. Actually, it started um evolving to new traits. You know. They have the Delta trade, then they have the Omarion trade. I think that's the current one now. So we just hope that um, the COVID um, madness or whatever, the disease, the virus is declining so that we can start getting adjusted to it. Our bodies start building the um, antibodies to fight against it that to the point that we will start living our normal life without the fear of COVID and it will be seen as like the flu. And the flu, people just take flu shots, you know. You can get it once a year or something, and you'll be fine. It's not something to be frightened about, you know. So um, we're still adjusting to COVID. And knowing the fact that, um, finally acknowledging the fact that COVID might not be going anywhere. It might be with us all throughout, like flu has been. And we have to learn to live with it, you know, and go about life without being... Um, stopped by covid you know and are you wanting to make plans and you cancel it because of covid or something hopefully that's not the case but i hope we have got to the point of finally living with covid and not being scared about it okay so that's a little reflection on 2021 i'm sure there's a lot that happened um to you that's listening to me and um also to me but um i just thank god all the same and um this year especially has been a lot for me. I grew a lot in my walk with Christ more than I've ever been. I've ever been or done since I got saved. So I'm really grateful for that. And um, I thank God for that. I just hope the 2022, I will keep being sanctified 
by the Holy Spirit and be more of Christ. Because that's the goal. That's God's will for my life and to all believers, all those people that he saved. So the encouragement for 2022, I'm going to encourage you with three, um, I guess, phrases or sentences, depending. I don't know if it's a full sentence, but I'll still add more on those. So it's going to be three things that I'll be encouraging you with. And the first one will be, um, before I start this, um, if you're listening to me, you can bring a pen or paper or write down some of these Bible verse that I'll be reading because I'll be reading a lot of them. But um, it, I would say I would encourage you to write it down because um, when time will come where you will need that so you can go back to it and read it because, you know, we we humans, we tend to forget easily. So when you write these um, verses down and when you are in that time, that moment, you're experiencing that, you can go back to that word of God, read it so it will uplift you okay um so that's why i encourage you to write it down but not it's okay if you can remember it have a good memory you can remember it that's fine or you can come back to the podcast and listen to this episode again and be encouraged that's my um goal so number one will be cultivate a heart of thanksgiving and god and gratitude towards god in your life so what am i saying i'm saying be thankful to God always. Um, we know this in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, that says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know, the Bible does not only command us to be thankful, but let us know that this is the will of God for us. That means it's serious, you know. This is God's will for us to be thankful. And um, so that's what we should be. I'm striving towards, you know, always, it doesn't come easy, but every day, even when you fail, you know, bow your head, ask God forgiveness, and keep trying, you know, don't give up, and um, what made me to even want to encourage you guys with, with this particular um, thing is this book that I'm reading, I've mentioned it in my previous episode, it's called The Dawn of Redeeming Grace, it's a daily devotion for Advent season, which what we are in, which is Christmas um, season by Sinclair B. Ferguson. So I was reading the devotion and the devotional, and there's this particular um, statement that I read that kind of stood out to me, and I wanted to use it to encourage you guys. So I'm going to read it. So this um, this will be found in page 105 of the book. It says, and I quote. It was he who placed us... Okay, before I start reading it, let me give you guys a little bit of context, right? So this was a chapter about talking about um, God leading the the magis, um, that, um, that, um, that's a, the wise men, leading them, you know, using the star to where Jesus was born, and they were just following the star. So this is... That's what the, this chapter was about. And um, so... Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the, the statement that stood out to me that I wanted to use to encourage you guys. So, and I quote, page 105 of the Dawn of Redeeming Grace. I quote, it was he who placed us in a Christian family or brought us into contact with a Christian or stirred up, stirred up in us an uncountable desire to read the Bible. He created in us a sense that there was something wrong or missing. And so, by various means, he brought us to the Bible's, Bible's message and to faith in Christ. Close quote. So, um, when I read this, it, it just kind of um, stirred up this in me, you know. 
just remind me how and remind me to be thankful to God, you know, you know, for if you were one of those that were raised in a Christian family, and sometimes we might say Christian family doesn't mean that everybody in your family was saved. There might be cultural Christian Christians, you know, maybe what I meant by that is people that are Christian because in that region, most people are Christian. You know how people that say they're Christian, but some of them don't even know how to explain their faith or even don't know what they believe in or they even believe in the wrong Jesus, probably the Jesus they made up in their mind. So whatever the situation might be, but be thankful to God for placing you that kind of family, for you to even have, even if it's just head knowledge, that will later on be useful, be helpful for you when you finally got saved, you know. So just be thankful for that. I'm thankful for my family, how I was raised, and the knowledge that they, they imparted on me that helped me. Now that I'm saved, it all makes sense. It all, like, it all comes to um, full circle. So it's being thankful to that. And also for those that wasn't raised in a Christian family, those that, um, you know, they encounter Christians, like a fellow Christian impacted so much in your life or share the word of God, share the gospel with you that led you to Christ, you know, that's something to be thankful for, you know, for God placing the, those individuals in your life. Because it's not easy. Not everyone will have that opportunity. So that's something to rejoice in and be thankful to God about it. Be grateful for that, you know. And also for others, it could be, you know, God starting to stir up uncountable desire to read the Bible. You know, let's say you you come from a Christian home or you know about Christianity, you know, you are Christian by name. So all of a sudden God starts, you know, stirring up this desire to read the word of God for yourself. And then from there, you finally get to understand the gospel. You finally get saved. Your eyes open, they remove the veil from your eyes. You finally see the full picture, God's plan for salvation for humankind, you know, and finally get saved. You know, that's something to be grateful for because some people have Bible, they haven't even opened it. Let me tell you, before I was saved, for a long time, I had a Bible. I even bought a Bible for myself. I hardly even read it. And it, and I'll put it, you know, underneath my pillow. I don't know why I do that. I think to feel safe or something. I never really read the Bible. Until today, I don't even know where the Bible is. But um, most people have it, but they couldn't even read it. You know, or because, not because they don't have it, but because they don't have the desire to read it. For God to put that desire in you, you should be grateful. And also, um, for some others, it could be that God created this sense that there was something wrong or something missing, you know? Because, um... I can relate to this because I know before I was before I was saved, I always feel that like there's just something missing. I don't know what it is. I just keep feel, having this um sense that there's something missing, and I keep I, I keep thinking maybe if I change this career, maybe if I try this new career, maybe if I get married, maybe if I date this guy, all this it just we keep looking for you in the wrong places, you know, and it's God's grace that keep letting you you know have that sense. Because some people, so many people, they are perishing, but they don't even know it. And things keep going well for them. They couldn't even notice it. They think like they are in paradise. They are good, but they don't know. They are, they are taking a straight flight to destruction. It's sad. First class ticket to destruction. That's basically what it is. They're just enjoying their way to hell. But God didn't let you do that. God didn't give you, he will keep disturbing your heart, disturbing your conscience until you come to him. You, and you wonder why, and you will feel miserable until you find him. You know, actually he will find you actually, but um, it's just something to be grateful for. 
and um, just in any way, any means God have used um, um, to bring us to him, to him, to bring us to salvation, to save us, any means we'll be grateful to all of them. Either a Bible passage or a sermon that you heard that touched your soul, that cut deep into your heart, you know, and caused you to repent, to turn to God and be saved. You know, any means God used, we should be grateful for that. You know, um, and I also love what this book says in the same one, chapter, page 105. And I'll quote, it says, The important thing is not how spectacular God's work is. It's not how spectacular God's work is, but how effective it has been. Close quote. So that's what you sh- we should be grateful for. How God have used all these little building things for our own, for our own good. How he has orchestrated orchestrated everything for our own good and to finally lead us to salvation. That's just something we should be grateful for. So I'm going to read this other um, statement from the page. I'm going to read this other quote again from this book, The Dawn of Redeeming Grace, before we go to the next, um, the second encouragement I want to give to you guys. So this, the author says in The Dawn of the Redeeming Grace book, and I quote, it is an amazing thought that thousands of people may be reading this book during Advent and even reading this very page today. Perhaps one of them is experiencing what these wise men experienced, is searching for something that seems to be missing, the feeling that something is not quite right, or a new and unfamiliar sense of their sinfulness. Perhaps already they have started on a spiritual journey that has taken some I mean, twists and turns. But now it is becoming clear that what they need more than anything else is the Savior, the King, Jesus. Perhaps you are the person. Have you found him yet? Close quote. So that's such a profound question at the end. And that's just something to think about, to ponder on. You know, it's a good um, segue to my next encouragement that I have for you guys, which is, let God's kindness lead you to repentance. Run to him. You know, when you are counting your blessings, you know, and naming them one by one, by one where you are being thankful to God for all the things you have done in your life, whether material things or internal you know, things, you, you, when you are counting those blessings, you know, do not forget to run to the blesser. You know, refuse the urge to glorify the blessings. You know, that's what we, we human beings, our sinful nature, our flesh tends to do is when we see all this blessing God have been giving, showering on us, the love, we started glorifying those blessings and start making it an idol, like making love an idol or making our children an idol, or making our husband an idol or making our, uh, you know, making peace. Sometimes we can make good things. We turn good things, you know, you know, to, uh, to a God, which is so bad, which is so terrible. And that become idolatry, you know. So God is giving us these blessings, not for us to put our focus in those blessings. So refuse the urge to want to glorify those blessings. Rather, run to God, you know. God wants your heart. Actually, he wants your whole life, okay. So that's what you should be doing. And if you're not saved, are you, as you're listening to me right now, you know in your heart that you are not saved. Please plead. To God, run to God, plead with Him to save you. You can only attain salvation by believing and trusting in His Son Jesus Christ. You know, so run to Him now, pray, pray to Him, 
and ask him to save you and he will he will okay And do not mistake God's um, kindness or towards you as if God is slow. And we know that for the fact that God is not so. I mean, it's not slow. And uh, when we read 2 Peter 3, 8-9, and, and it says, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years are one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So that's Second Peter chapter 3, 8 to 9. So, you know, we shouldn't think of God, you know, slow. We shouldn't think of God as being slow when he's kind to us, when we know that we are literally going against his word, his commandments, but he still chose to keep on blessing us. Let's not mistake it as him being slow. No, he knows what he's doing. He's just being patient with you and, you know, showing you kindness. Hopefully your kind, his kindness will lead so that his kindness will lead you to repentance, to turn to him. And he's patient with you because he doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Okay. So he wants you to repent. He wants you to be saved. So don't look at it as him being slow. Look at him as him loving you enough and wanting you to be saved from your iniquities. Okay. Another thing is some people tend to think that God promises about judgment will not come to pass, you know, because sometimes uh, our mind can tell us that, you know, our sinful flesh can tell us that, you know, we can just do whatever we want to do. As far as we claim we are, we are Christian, we are saved by grace, you don't have to do anything, we are good, you can just live your life however you want to live. And then at some point, your mind starts telling you that ah, the judgment, ah, the hell is not real, you know, it probably would not happen. There's no way loving God can punish, can put people to hell, all those things, settle yourself those things and start, you know, basically um, rationalizing God's um, character or God's righteousness or starting, or what, or, God, or what God have required us to do. You start rationalizing it in your mind and start compartmentalizing righteousness and say, you know what, I can do this one, but it's okay. If I, even if I do bad on this one, it's okay. God will understand. He will forgive me, you know? That's like playing God, and you will not do that. And how dare you do that? How can you play your own creator? How can you think in your own little mind that you will get away with this things? When God said that he will punish the, the, the unrighteousness, um, he will punish the evildoers, the wicked, those that have um, sinned against him, he's not joking. It will still happen. It will still happen. And let's listen to... Let's listen or read what God revealed to Moses about himself. That's like God's attributes, who he is. And we can find this in Exodus chapter 34, 6 to 7. Let's read it. And Exodus will be Old Testament. Um, so, and it says, Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And that, that's where I will stop. So you know this, that God 
would not let go of the, I mean, he would not let go of the people that are committing iniquities. He's not going to let go iniquity like that without punishing them. He's, you know, he do forgive sinners. He do save sinners. But those that doesn't come to God, those that are not saved will be punished. Okay. So the day of the, the day of salvation is now seek God now that he, he can be found. Okay. Cause there'll be a time when God will, won't be found. And you know, when that time will be the day you die, that will be it. That will be it. It will, it will expire. You cannot find him anymore in the grave. Okay. So that's just what, that's what I would like to encourage you guys. Make sure you, you let God kindness lead you to repentance, not lead you to continue to sin and keep thinking that you're going, you're going to get away with it. No, but let it lead you to repentance. Turn to him, ask him to forgive him. And he's faithful. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Okay. Run to him. He will forgive you. So let's always remember this. When we are being blessed and when we evaluate our life and we see that uh, we are not really obe obeying God. Don't take it as, ah, God must love me since he's blessing me. No. Don't continue your sin. Don't be deceived by that. Run to God and ask God to forgive you. God is blessing you because that's who he is. He's a, he's a faithful God. He's a good God. He's a kind God. And Matthew, I think Matthew 6, no, Matthew 5 says it. He's a God that sends rain to both good and bad. Okay? So he's a good God. That's just who he is. It's not because of what you have done. Because of who he is, he's going to bless people. And he have, it's called common grace. Okay? A lot of people are being blessed, even though that they are not working in God, in accordance with God, you know. But they're still being blessed. It does not mistake that as, oh, those people must be um, right with God. That's why God is blessing them. Not always necessary, okay? So make sure you run to God. And the day of salvation is now and seek God now that he can be found before it is too late. Okay, the third thing that I would like to encourage you guys with is fret not. God is with you. You know, um, that means do not be afraid, okay? Um, don't let what I just read about God's judgment to frighten you. Rather, let it draw you more closer to God because he is faithful, okay? And I love what John, the first John chapter 3 verse 20 says. Let me read that for you guys. John chapter, first John chapter 3 verse 20 says, for whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything, okay? So whenever we even, like I see you listening to me, you're probably being convicted in your heart and you're thinking, oh my God, there's no way, you know, I can be redeemed. That's a lie. God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Okay, just run to him. And 1 John chapter 4, the same 1 John that we read in chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever has not been perfected, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Okay, so Perfect love cast out um, fear. And even in the same chapter, um, 1 John chapter 4, it says that God is love. So God, when you draw to him, when you are saved, you run to him, he will cast out those fears, okay? Because his perfect love 
will shield you, okay? So run to him and know that he will protect you and know that you have nothing to fear if you are made right with him, if you are peace with him, if you have been saved by grace, okay? And when God convicts us of our of sin through the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, we should rejoice in that because not everyone is disciplined by God. You know, God disciplined his children, but punish the evildoers. Okay, so don't feel, don't feel, um, don't be, you know, annoyed when you are being convicted as you are listening to this podcast or any, uh, like a sermon or something. You feel like, why am I so bothered about this? Why am I always, like, maybe someone, your neighbor or your friend is not even being convicted. And you say, why is my conscience always bothering me it's not just only because your conscience is sensitive no it's because of god's grace he's even allowing you to be convicted of your sins so you can turn to him so you won't perish so turn to him rejoice in that see it as a dis you know a discipline god is disciplining you and he chastised those who he loves okay so that's something to rejoice in because not everyone um experience that have that privilege so that's true that's our privilege we have in Christ Jesus, okay? So that's something to rejoice in. And I'm also going to read Job chapter 5 for us. Job chapter 5, 17 to 18 says, verse 17 says, But consider the joy of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. For though he wounds, he also bandages. He strikes, but his hands also heal. So that you should. that's an encouragement to let you know that when God is disciplining you, is out of love, and He will guide you. He will guide you. He's just not gonna let you be confused. He's going to help you. You know, even if you know, if if He wounds you, He's going to heal you. And that wound is something should is not like destroying you, but it's making you better. Okay, so that's something to rejoice in. And when we continue, let's stay in Job chapter five. We, let's continue reading. And verse 19, and we're going to read down to 24. It says, From six disasters, he will rescue you. Even in the seventh, he will keep you from evil. He will save you from death in time of famine. From the power of the sword in time of war, you will be safe from slander and have no fear when destruction comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine. Wild animals will not terrify you. You will be at peace with the stones of the field, and its wild animals will be at peace with you. You will know that your home is safe when you survey your when you survey your possession. Nothing will be missing. That where we will stop. We'll stop at twenty four. So God will protect His people. Um, the innocent in God's eyes always triumph. That's something we should always remember. The innocent always prosper. Innocent based on God's sta- standard in God's eyes. Okay. And you can find that in the word of God to know who is innocent. So no matter the adversities that might come your way this coming year, 2022, make sure you encourage your hearts with the word of God. Remember the hope you have in Christ Jesus and know that you are at, you are at peace with the almighty God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Always remember this. You know, your faith is built on a solid foundation. Jesus is the rock of your salvation. Nothing can destroy that foundation because it is solid. It's built on rock, on the rock, okay? And Jesus is the cornerstone uh, uh, of that building. So you need to always remember that, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Your faith 
is uttered and perfected by God, okay? Because he's the author and finisher of our faith, okay? He's the author of it and he's the finisher of it. So we should put our trust in him, not in ourselves, but in him. Not even in the faith, that much faith we have, but we put our trust in Jesus Christ, okay? So when it seems like the evildoers are prospering, Remember to remember this. Let me read. Remember Psalm 37, 1 to 2. Let me read it for you. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. So that's Psalm 37, 1 to 2. So we need to always remember that we shouldn't even be um, envy of the evildoers when they are prospering. We shouldn't be like, oh, God, why me? Why me? I, sh- I want to be like them. God forbid. That's not something should be going through your mind. And if you do, confess it and, and, and turn away from it. You shouldn't be envying the evildoers. That you know that the way they made their money is not legit. You know how th- you know it's not pure. You know how they're making their money. How their prospering is not pure. But you're still wishing to be like that because of you want to be rich, you know. So that's something we need to stay away from because the Bible tells us the their ends. Their ends is not good. It's destruction. That's their end. And that's not something you need to be in. Because if you want to be like them, that also means that you want to be destroyed like them. And God forbid, you would not want that, right? So also, let, let's read, um, um, what does the word of God say about those who put their gaze in God of glory because that's what we should be putting our gaze in in god focusing god what does the word of god say about those who put their gaze in god let's read psalm one we are still in psalm 37 we're gonna read verse 11 it says but the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace okay you know the meek is here is those that are humble and they put their focus in God, you know. And God said that they will inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace and the peace that He will give you. Okay, so that's something we should be looking out for, looking forward. That's something we should use to encourage our hearts when we are faint-hearted or when we are in despair. Okay, now, um, Psalm. I love what Psalm thirty-seven verse sixteen says. Psalm thirty-seven verse sixteen. It says the same Psalm thirty-seven verse sixteen says. Better is a little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked, okay? So be content with living a life that might seem to others as simple or foolish because you are more focused in obeying God. Be content with that kind of life. Be content with following God's word. Be content with desiring to do in God's commandment, to cherish God's commandment. Every, anything you do, you want to go back to the word of God and... and Check to make sure that you are following God's command. You are doing something that is pleasing to him. You know, your life is guided by the Bible, is guided by the Bible. Everything you do, you try to make sure that you are obeying God's word. You care about obeying him. You desire to please God. You know, so you should be content with that kind of life. That life might be simple to others. They might think it's foolish because how can you? The Bible will tell you, how can you be, how can a book guide your life? That's ridiculous. That's what they would say, but they don't understand. Remember, so even what the word consider as wisdom, as wise, is foolish to go, in God's eyes. So always remember that. So and stay focused in God. Put your mind in Christ and stop worrying about what others will say. And um, also remember that 
And also remember to continue to live a life with the, with the knowledge of audience of one. And God is that audience, okay? And just focus. You don't, you don't care so much about what other sinners like you think. Because when in judgment, they're not going to be there with you, you know? So live a life that is audience of one, you know? Focusing God and try your best to strive for holiness, for righteousness, okay? And I want to end um, this episode by reading Psalm 34, verse 8 for us. Psalm 34, verse 8 says, Oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Praise God. Um, I, I must confess, I have tested and see the goodness of God. And he is so good to my soul. I rely on him completely. He's the stronghold of my life. And I encourage you that's listening to me to put your trust in, in God, in Christ Jesus. Let go of any abilities that you think you have or any wisdom that you think you have, that you can do it on your own. Let go of it. Surrender it to the feet of Jesus, to the cross of Calvary. Surrender it to God and he will take care of you. He said, come to me who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come to him. Come to him. And rely completely on him. Not on your own abilities or your own wisdom or your own intellect. Rely completely on Jesus. Take your refuge in God. And you will make it through 2022. You will soar in 2022. You will triumph in 2022. And you can only do that in Christ Jesus, not in your own power, by the but by the grace of our mighty God. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this blessed you and I hope you have an amazing 2022 and um, I hope to talk to you guys next year. And um, I want to say thank you so much for your support this year and uh, I hope we continue releasing episode next year and i uh, remember jesus loves you god loves you and i love you too happy new year thanks for listening to the vent time with connie podcast remember to subscribe on apple podcast itunes spotify or whatever platform you listen to podcasts please don't forget to like rate review or share this podcast do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.